Well, we're live here. Welcome back, everyone, to the MJ Sportscast Show, episode 11. My name is Mike Tang with my co-host, Jerry Yang here. Ready to talk some sports. And we're very excited to have our guest here on the show. Uh, just a little bit of info on him. Uh, he's the founder of Just West, which is an NFL blog covering the NFC West division and also has been writing for 49ers Web Zone. Justin, Justin Wong here is in the house. Well, Justin, thanks for coming on. How are you doing today? What's going on? It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. No, it's go, going great as we head into the holidays. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, why don't you uh, kind of tell our audience uh, a little bit about yourself here and uh, and how did you kind of uh, get in the industry? Yeah, no, no, for sure. So once again, my name's Justin. I'm born and raised in the Bay Area. Went to SoCal, took my talents to UC Irvine for my undergrad, but uh, always remained true to, to Niners fandom. There were a lot of uh, Raiders and Rams fans. Well, actually, back in the day in college, there were more Raider fans over there. Um, but anywho, always been a, a passionate football fan, uh, especially for the Niners. But I think right around 2017, um, the Ravens played the Niners in the Super Bowl. And I just remember that season in particular. I couldn't get enough of Niners content, whether it was Niners Web Zone, ESPN, the podcast, everything. But uh, I was so enamored to have finally my team make it to the final game, the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows the outcome. It was, uh, you know, first and goal, second goal, third and goal, and, and the rest of <laughs> history. But from that experience altogether, I kind of had my my epiphany just saying that, hey, like, I really like this. Like, I don't just like this. I, I have a passion for it. So talked to a couple of friends, too, about it. And they said, hey, you know what? Podcast, blogging, like, this is something you maybe you should look into. This is something that might be good for you. Um, just to, just to, you know, not necessarily like a like a side hustle, but more so just to get it out out there and put put your thoughts out there. And so that's kind of what happened. Awesome. And uh, I know you did you start writing for um, 49ers Web Zone around that same time frame here? Yeah. Too? Yeah. Yeah. So let's say, OK, so 2017 season happened. So obviously we go to the 2018 season. And then, as I'm sure, you know, with Jim Harbaugh and everything else in between, that was mm-hmm. like the off season from hell. So quite the, uh, the meltdown. <laughs> it was quite the challenge, actually, to go from like Super Bowl aspirations and getting getting my fandom up to the highest point to humble beginnings. Right. So, uh, that first season, uh, you know, I, I did my own blogging, you know, got my pet wheat. Um, I'm sorry, uh, wet. And then later on, you know, Niners web zone, they, they put it out there on their website. Cause I've always checked out with them and their forums and whatnot. And they said, Hey, we're looking for writers. And so I reached out to them, showed them some of my stuff, some of my ink. And then, uh, yeah, they put me on, and I haven't been as active lately for the Niners Web Zone, but they're an awesome group. Uh, David Bonella, uh, he doesn't he does a great job managing the website. And then there's some up and comers, uh, Zane, Matt Barr. There's a couple of really good uh, Niners guys that give a one content, whether it's on Twitter or you know on Niners Web Zone. Yeah, I've been listening awesome. to your podcast. It's been pretty pretty good too. The Just the West podcast. Um, you still keep up with that, right? Yeah, I mean, shoot. Um, you know we're all we're all busy. We all have jobs, but at the very least, I like to do it at least at least once a week. But I aim for one to two times a week. I try to do it. You know, pregame going into NFL Sunday, giving my thoughts about the light of the land within the NFC West, my predictions going into those games, the matchups, and I, I give my you know my take on the spread and the over under. 
Yeah, perfect for our show then. <laughs> yeah. So speak- yeah, I was uh, yeah, I was actually uh, reading um, some of your content. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a little bit old. I'm not gonna lie. This past season, I haven't been as privy to, to the to the blogging portion. Yeah, I was also uh, you know reading some stuff from earlier this year on uh, 49ers web zone and also on your website, uh, justwest.com. Uh, I really enjoy um, your overall concept on kind of covering all teams. Um, usually, you know, with these websites and blogs, they're only covering one specific team here. And I just kind of like getting that different perspective, you know, on teams like the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Rams. And uh, why don't you just tell me a little bit more about how you started um, JustTheWest.com? So the funny thing was, okay, so 2017 Super Bowl happens. You know, I'm going to go ahead and try this blog podcast ordeal. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let's let's do a Niners sort of blog podcast rights but then i you know i took a step back just trying to think you know what do i want to make uh this experience if i'm going to put some time and effort into this uh what's going to make it worth my while and i did check it out there's actually a lot of great out of all the nfl teams and no, no bias but out of all the nfl teams there's a couple of notable franchises that get a lot of coverage you know i think it's um it's the niners the patriots uh there there's a couple that are especially um enamored with by you know from from a national perspective and so i said okay well there's a lot of niners coverage but you know what would be good uh i don't have the capacity to do the whole nfl because that's a lot of teams but let's try the nsc west division and it's actually made me a better fan anyways because i mean seahawks the cardinals the rams i mean they've been through their highs and lows since i've covered this team i mean the niners made the super bowl this past year but so have the Seahawks and so have the Rams. And now, you know, you have Kyler Murray with Cliff Kingsbury doing some really exciting things in, in Arizona. So, I mean, all that together uh, makes me a better fan and a better appreciation for uh, for the craft. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of like um, keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer in some ways. <laughs> yeah, and I've, I've had plenty of bar conversations where I'm talking and I'll come across a Rams fan, a Seahawks fan or whatever. And I'll talk to them about some of the things that they go on with their roster. And they're pleasantly surprised. Like, you know, I see eye to eye with you on these things. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, so let's jump into the current season now. Um, So we just had the last game with Washington. Fortunately, it was a loss, you know, very disappointing. I think the Niners were favored in that game. And everyone expected the Niners to blow them out of the water. We did that last year through a muddy rain game. Um, but this year, the results were a little bit different. The players were different. Um, but what did you see in that game? And what were some things you did, you liked and didn't like? And were you surprised by the outcome? First and foremost, I was. I mean, this was a game in which, I mean, for Christ's sake, Alex Smith left the game. So he had Dwayne Haskins, and he didn't do so hot either. Um, so, you know, if you're going to tell me that, hey, the Niners' defense uh, did not allow a single offensive touchdown... Uh, they were limited their I think total offensive yards was below 200 yards that Washington football team if you were to tell me that were going to happen I'd say you know nine times out of ten you'd feel pretty good about it um, but on the other side you know the frustrating part was and this goes back to like the last couple of games whether it's been against the Saints um, the Seahawks what have you but it's just been turnovers and you know Jeff Wilson had that fumble he had that fumble with Aaron Donald against the Rams uh, not too long ago uh, that put them aback, and especially for a team that's trying to execute with a lot of missing pieces to their team. I mean, 
it's just uh, Nick Mullins, you know, fumbled it twice as well. Um, they really just shot themselves in the foot, and it's not even all on the quarterback play. I know that they were kind of wavering on going back to Beathard until Mullins did his touchdown drive to kind of make it competitive. But, you know, you saw three drops by Kendrick Bourne. You saw a drop by Ayuk. Uh, there were a couple of mishaps uh, that I saw, you know, looking between the lines where it's not necessarily all in the quarterback. It puts them in, in a, some pretty tough situations on third and long. But altogether, I mean, it's just the, it's just the turnovers that, that really derailed this, um, this game. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, yeah, it, it was unfortunate. I, I agree with you on the turnovers. I think that was a, a consistent theme for this season. A lot of the games that we won were because we were able to secure the ball. And I think the defense did their job, right? So I give all the credit to the defense. And I just felt bad that their their uh, efforts wasn't rewarded. So um, Yeah, and the, and the Washington football team, they're kind of cut from the same cloth. I mean, they have first-rounders across their board on the defensive line. I mean, shout-out, obviously, to... Uh, to Chris Young, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat. I mean, you know, they've been drafting plenty of talent on that front seven. And you saw it happen. I mean, you saw it happen come to fruition. And, um, you know, I know Mike McGlinchey gets a lot of shit lately. Uh, he's actually a pretty good, in terms of the ratings, he's actually an, uh, a pretty good offensive tackle. But, you know, against pass protection, people always look, especially at those key moments. And, you know, you, you saw that happen in the final stretch of the fourth quarter. Yeah, and uh, people do give McClinch a lot of uh, crap, but I think, you know, what I was surprised by is the number of sacks he actually allowed this season was three. Total. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking allowed more sacks. People forget <laughs> about that. Yeah. It just came at key moments, I think. That's why it, it, it's a little bit more heart-wrenching and it stays with you a little bit more. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of... Uh, casual, I will not say casual. Some people know it's very easy to see the notable plays that define the game, and it just tends to be on McGlinchey on those moments, and it's it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah, I believe McGlinchey was also involved with uh, one of the last plays, one of the last passing plays by Mullins there, where he got kind of pressured, and uh, he threw short to Kendrick Bourne, I believe, on fourth down. Yeah, that, that's what um, I was alluding to. Like McGlinchey got pushed into Mullins as Mullins did the throw, and it was just. All sorts of yeah. messy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's kind of talk about um, the overall season um, here. So the Niners, they've lost a couple games in a row here. The current record, um, it looks like they're, what, uh, five and eight right mm-hmm. now. What are your thoughts, you know, on the current Niners season and what are some things that you liked or disliked so far? Well, you know, silver lining, despite all their – well, their injuries, their shortcomings, you know, what have you in the first half of the season. Uh, they're still in it, technically. I know that mm-hmm. for the Niner Phantom, uh, the season's over for a lot of people, and I would tend to agree, but they're technically in contention. And trust me, these players, whether it's Richard Sherman, um, you know, Jerick McKinnon, like, you know, those that are going to be free agents, they're going to they're, – they're playing. They're playing hard. You know, they're going to be competing. And I think if anything – um, you know, for this upcoming game against the Cowboys, they're certainly going to be in the mix. I think that if anything, uh, I think that long term, as we go into this really interesting off season, we're going to make some big picture decisions at the quarterback position, uh, whether it's going to be Mullins or, or Jimmy Garoppolo. But you want to see a little bit more out of them to make that final 
conclusion. I think that if Jimmy G were to play the last two games of the season, as they were kind of projecting, that would go a long way in terms of the big picture, just because for this season, I mean, he had, I mean, he's been hurt this entire season. He had a really good drive against the Jets early on, and then, you know, the, the ankle injury happened, and he was never quite the same. So it would be nice to have Jimmy Garoppolo back for that long term for to finish the season just to get a final evaluation and take it from there whether I don't, I don't know i've seen matthew stafford carson Wentz, whatever for the rumors but the draft's coming up right now i believe the niners are the 12th 13th pick so a lot of interesting things mm-hmm. as we conclude this nfl season yeah, I agree with you. I think it would be exciting to see Jimmy Garoppolo back for at least one game so that it can kind of remind the fans and everyone out there that Jimmy Garoppolo can still play, right? Um, but it is going to be a tough matchup because it's going to be with Seattle. So yeah, yeah. we'll have to see if he plays well or he plays, you know, the way he has been playing. So, yeah, and it kind of brings me to my next question, right? Um, I know you cover, you mentioned you cover all of the NFC West. Um, who do you think will win the division? I know it's between probably the Rams and Seattle right now, um, but the Cardinals are sneaking up there as well. So uh, who do you think will, will win the division? And how do you think the Niners stack against them? I mean, their record says otherwise, but as a team overall, despite their record, they seem like a pretty good team too. And I know Seattle and our, uh, and the Cardinals, their defense aren't that great either, right? So um, we probably have better defense there, I think. But what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so first and foremost, whether it's the NFC West or the AFC West, I mean, divisional matchups are a completely different animal. You saw the Broncos compete with the Chiefs a couple weeks back. It just goes to show, I mean, you play them twice a week. You know the staff. You know the players. I mean, it's going to be competitive. Uh, Having said that, the Niners, they're, you know, as much as I said they're technically in it, they're probably out of it up to this point. I think that they will compete the final two weeks of the season, especially if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy. Um, They'll give it a – they'll make it a tough out, but I see them, you know, finishing out that season at fourth. Uh, but after that, it does get interesting with the two wild card spots in the NFC. So I think that the Cardinals have, uh, honestly, they have a great chance to take that second wild card spot. But you know, they had a very convincing win with five sacks from Hassan Riddick last game against the Giants. But I think this offense, I just, you know, I know that everyone thinks this big air raid sort of offense with Murray and Hopkins, but we haven't really seen that many big plays from them. It's been a lot of dink and dunk. The run game has been inconsistent, and a lot of it has to do with with their run game. Um, so I think that big big picture, there's a couple things that they need to fix to to really take advantage of their talent that they have at the receiver, which is DeAndre Hopkins. So I think they're kind of the they could make the playoffs, but you know they have some really good games, but a lot of times they have a lot of inconsistent games. So I'll just leave it at that for the for the Cardinals. And then you have the Rams and the Seahawks, and they could be a 1A, 1B. Kind of like last year where week 17, it was the Seahawks against the the Niners, and it was literally decided inches on who was going to win the the NFC West. It could certainly happen with the Rams and Seahawks. Um, I think up to this point, the Rams have obviously the better defense than the Seahawks, but the Seahawks team, especially when Russell Wilson cooks, and he's been cooking – He's been cooking all season. Uh, I know the last couple of games he's been a little bit high and low, but overall he's an elite quarterback. And so I'll, I'll give it to the Seahawks for now just because um, they always seem to 
find a way to win. It's it's kind of annoying actually, but they they do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um you know mentioned during your podcast last week Justin, um you mentioned that the the Niners had uh trouble with mobile uh quarterbacks um here. So the NFC West, they have some of the top running quarterbacks in the game with Kyler Murray um out of Arizona and also Russell Wilson like you mentioned um in Seattle. Do you think that the the Niners defense is perceived really badly against these mobile quarterbacks or are we just facing some of the best running um running players and athletes uh within the division? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, going back to the whole Mike McGlinchey thing, you know, you see a big play, a big sack and everyone just points the fingers like, "Oh, you suck," right? Well, that kind of happened early on with the Niners because you saw Kyler Murray the first week just run all over the Niners. And then you saw Russell Wilson. And everyone has this this image of the Niners defense that they can't defend mobile quarterbacks. And there was actually a pretty good article a couple weeks back by The Athletic. It was a combination of like Ted Nguyen, um, Matt Barrows, just kind of taking a look at that stigma. And technically, the Niners against running quarterbacks they've been decent this this year um they haven't been the best per se but they've been like middle of the pack and i think from those stats and just kind of taking a step back i mean to your point this division has not just mobile quarterbacks but they have elite mobile quarterbacks quarterbacks that can really just they they run to pass they don't just run to run like they're very crafty in the pocket and moving out and making plays so, um, you know, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and shoot, Monday Night Football, Josh Allen. Like, these are these are out-of-the-ordinary quarterbacks where I'd like to kind of tamper those expectations, those, those thoughts about the Niners' defense. Um, but at the same time, too, I know for their pass rush, I mean, when you don't have a true edge guy like Nick Bosa or Ford, it, it makes it really tough to keep your assignments and – give pressure to a mobile quarterback like those aforementioned quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah I think that stigma didn't help with um, the Buffalo game as well, right? <laughs> it was, was right. also, they, they just seemed really timid against Josh Allen, who was a running quarterback, and he didn't even run on us. So <laughs> he, he, he always did this. He would see the defender, he'd evade it just for a tidbit, and then he'd roll to the right and roll, and then he'd make the throw. It happened time and time again, and it was really frustrating. It was really frustrating. Yeah, so, you know, as we're approaching um, the end of the season here, we have maybe a few more games left. Who do you think the Niners um, should keep? I know we have a lot of uh, free agents uh, coming up and only a certain amount of cap room to go around with that um, here. What are some players do you think that the Niners should maybe keep? Easier said than done because I'm, I'm not John Lynch, nor am I uh, <laughs> Barag with, with the cap in terms of the numbers. But to your point, there's a lot of people that are up for uh, new contracts, I think that in terms of the cornerback position, the whole secondary, for that mm-hmm. matter, they're all free agents, except for like Jimmy Ward. Um, so it depends on how K1 Williams, how he finishes out. But I, I really did, like prior to his injury, I really did value w- what sort of play he, he brought to the table. He was very underrated as a nickelback. I'd like to have him back. And then on the outside, you're going to have to pick one of the two. It's going to either be Richard Sherman or Jason Verrett um, because I think, you know, Sherman, what he brings to the table for his 
you know, his resume and, and what he brings for his leadership, that's obviously well-valued. But what Verrett has done in his rebound season, and I'm so happy for him to finally put it all together, but he's had a stellar season this year. Like, seriously, he's he's up there as a top starter in this league. So they're going to have to pay, pay some of them. I'd like to keep K1, and I'd like to pick one of the two and go from there. I don't think Witherspoon's going to be on the team anymore. Uh, they're going to retain Mosley as a restricted free agent, so, so there's that. And then I think it goes back to the offensive line because, as you've seen for the offensive line, they've been struggling. You know, they've been having their their mishaps all season. But Trent Williams, they traded a third round pick for him, and he's due. I don't know what upwards of fifteen mil, upwards to, to twenty. So that's going to be a big decision, and I'd like to keep him, especially after trading a third round pick for him. But that's the top two things that are on my mind. I'd like to keep Kyle Juszczyk. He's going to be 29. He's going to be a free agent. And obviously, he's coming off a, a lot of premium money uh, in terms of the fullback position. But I think that he's you know well-valued within the Niners system, uh, more so than other teams in the league. But that's going to be a challenge, too, just because he's he's played so well for them. So, so I think you're burying the lead a little bit. Um, what about Jimmy G? Do we keep him? <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's the question that's been on everyone's mind. Uh, and I think it, going back to what I said earlier, I would like to have him play the last two weeks of the season just to get one final look, one final look before you, you make an, an assessment. But let's just say that doesn't happen because the reports right now is, you know, TBD. There's been, I think Kittle's been practicing. I can't say the same thing about Garoppolo. So let's just say that doesn't happen. They, they still have that decision to make. Um, ideally speaking, I look at the options right now and whatever they do in the offseason, either has to be at the same level or it has to be better than Jimmy G. And whether it's what? Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz. I just don't see those outcomes happening, uh, let alone for the cap space and, and whatnot. I don't see that happening. So I would like to say that they keep Jimmy Garoppolo at least another year. And if I were them, uh, whether it's the first round, the second, or the third, but a day one pick should be invested at the quarterback position, and they go from there. Um, I don't think that they're going to keep Beathard or Mullins up to this point. But I'd ideally like to have Jimmy G as your starter. You'd have an upside draft pick as your backup. Then as your number three, give me a savvy veteran just to keep the group uh, intact. I mean, I know that for myself personally, I, I have been pro Jimmy, and I've seen plenty of people throughout the Niners hemisphere that feel otherwise. But you know, I, I do feel that you know having him healthy, having him uh, able-minded to, to have a full game uh, is valuable. I still think he brings plenty of plenty to the table, but goes back to the point of what have you done for me lately? And that's why a lot of people were down on him. Yeah, I, I think for me, I don't necessarily need Jimmy G to play the last few games to know about him, right? We've had him for three seasons now. So I think at this point, the Niners should know. I don't know if the last few games will actually tell us anything. But I think I do agree with you that we should keep him um, unless we have a chance at someone like Sam Darnold or... Like my personal favorite is probably Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? I think he'll be a good stopgap for, for like a draft pick like you talk about that comes in. Um, but it's it's hard to say, and 
you know, I know everyone wants to know what we do lately, but Jimmy's probably our best option right now. So, and people forget about the market too. It's just like real estate in the Bay Area. I mean, real estate in Delaware to California, it's it's different. Uh, the real estate for a fullback, a tight end, is completely different from the quarterback position. So, I know Jimmy G is getting right around twenty five. Um, that's kind of the market for a competent quarterback, if you really think about it. Matthew Stafford, he's right around thirty. Dak Prescott's going to be right around 40. Um, yeah, if you want to make a change at quarterback, it has to be someone at the same level or better. And you're going to have to pay for it at the quarterback position too. So it's not so easy, guys. Yeah, definitely. Is there any free agents that you like out there and you think the Niners should pick up anybody? You know, nothing in particular. I'd like to – usually for, for myself, even for just the West, I like to – end the season and kind of see how that all pans out too, uh, just to see who gets tagged and transition tag and, and what have you, and then make that remark. But I know at the very least they need to have some form of upgrade at the interior. I'm looking at more, more so at center because Richburg has been a bust because mm-hmm. of injury um, to say the least. And then I'd like to see, I don't know. Uh, I don't think we're going to be able to keep Kerry Hyder anymore, but you know, Nick Bosa is coming off his injury. I'd like to see some more pass rush. I think D Ford's probably gone up to this point. It's pretty much an assumption that that's going to be made, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think that the big picture question is going to be if they do keep Jimmy, if they don't, you know, that's going to affect the cap D Ford. If he passes his physical, that will go a long way because if he's not, that's like $14 million of dead cap for this upcoming season if they release him. Um, there's a lot of moving pieces right now. Uh, and, and John Lynch has a very – I mean, it's year five for this organization between Shanahan and Lynch. And this is kind of the point where it's to be expected. You know, the first couple of years, you have a lot of fun. You have a lot of cap space to to make some mistakes like, I don't know, Jarek McKinnon. You have to make some mistakes and, and yeah. figure some things out within the draft, whether it's been Reuben Foster or Solomon Thomas. But you're in year five. You've had some success with your draft picks, whether it's been Debo or Nick Bosa or Kittle. And now you have to make that decision to who you re- retain. So I'll be really excited to see what happens. Awesome. Well, let's um, kind of talk about uh, the next game that's coming up here. So the Niners, they will be uh, going over to Dallas and be facing the Cowboys who are coming off a victory over the Cincinnati Bengals in which Andy Dalton has passed, uh, you know, for two touchdowns and their defense forced uh, two or three turnovers. But we have to keep in mind it is the Bengals um, here. Um, who do you think will uh, will shine this game and and how do you uh, how do you? Yeah, so I don't want to beat a dead on? horse, but yeah, I'll do it. So it goes back to turnovers. I mean, this Cowboys team is not that good. It, it really isn't. If anything, you know, I'd say that they're kind of cut in this. Well, not cut. Well, I'll just say it. I mean, they have a good defensive line. They have Demarcus Lawrence. They have, you know, linebackers Jalen Smith, um, you know, former Niner Alden Smith. They have a pretty good front seven. And so can Mullins or Bethard. I know Mullins is projected to be the starter, but can they have a clean game? If they can, I think that uh, they should win this game. I think that Andy Dalton is a much... Well, he's not a much better quarterback than Dwayne Haskins, but he's certainly right up there with um, with Alex Smith at this point in his career. They have some better receivers in Amari Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb. 
But um, I think it goes back to in-house. Can they take care of the football? Can they get the running game going? Can they take care of their assignments on offense? Time of possession and the rest will kind of come to play. Uh, just because, you know, on paper, this Cowboys team isn't that bad. Like, honestly, it really isn't that bad. Uh, but I think the coaching, whether it's McCarthy or this team morale, but uh, this team just, it's very high and low with this Cowboys team. Uh, the one thing I do appreciate about the Niners is, despite all these injuries, their their whole morale, their, their whole psyche remains to compete and, and play hard. And I can't say the same thing about the Cowboys. And so I do feel good about this game but it just goes back to taking care of the football. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you think we should even try to win this game? I know people are already talking about taking, and I'm not a big fan of it personally, but you know, just want to ask you on your thoughts on that. <laughs> All right. I will on record. I will always say that you should try to win the football game. Um, even though, you know, big picture about the tanking, uh, you can go back to the, even the warriors with, with their picks back in the day. But I'll tell you this, the players aren't going to be tanking. They're going to be fighting for paydays, whether it's with this team or the next. Um, this this coaching staff, Robert Salah, like, you know, there are bigger things ahead outside of the season, and they're going to for sure compete. Uh, big picture, as a fan, yeah, obviously you want the better draft pick, but um, I'm okay, and I'm proud of, of the Niners team for sticking up up to this point because, I mean – Despite all the injuries, they're still right there and technically in playoff contention. So yeah, I agree with you. I think Mike McCarthy's always been like a very divisive uh, head coach, right? Like once um, Dak went down, I think there was like rumors where people are talking about how his offense is very simplistic and things like that. And it's not even his first year, and there's already you know players trying to bury him, and that tells me that their locker room is completely dysfunctional and Ezekiel Elliott is such a talented player but they, they their record is not reflecting that he's not being highlighted as often without Dak so does I know the quarterback position is important but is Dak really their only offense and how big of de- <laughs> a, a decline they have once he's out right yeah so, you know, I mean take a look at the New Orleans Saints they uh they don't have Drew Brees but they're competing they're at a very high level right now that's true. Well, they they also they also signed uh, Taysom Hill for about nine to ten yeah. million to be their <laughs> backup right. quarterback. So that's right. I think that that's helps right. as I've well. been pleasantly <laughs> surprised, by the way. I I haven't been the biggest Taysom Hill fan, but you know, uh, I can't say anything right now. They're, they've been winning. Yeah, did they sign him as a quarterback, or did they want his tight end skills? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think the versatility is why they pay that much money. <laughs> yeah, jackable trades for sure. You know, but it's been working. Uh, I can't. Can't hate the process. It's it's been working. <laughs> All right, so you know, kind of just piggybacking off this uh, current game against the Cowboys. Let's just do some picks together here um, against the spread. So the Niners they're uh, favored by three um, here, and the over under total is forty around forty five and a half. Uh, who do you yeah, like? Yeah, check. I mean, this? hmm. Okay, over under and forty five and a half. Well, you if, want me to start or no? I, I okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'll, I'll go for it. Let's just do okay. it. I'll, I'll do like twenty-seven to twenty-seven to twenty-one Niners. I think this is a game where um, they take some pride, obviously, in, in what they do. They had a complete massacre of an offense last last week, 
So they get it back on track. I think Nick Mullins and and this offensive line, like they'll they'll be better with the football. I would hope so, but I think in this instance, especially you know indoors at at Dallas, I think they'll be okay. I think if anything, I'm excited for Brandon Ayuk, who's been really stepping it up the last couple of games. I think he needs about 200 or something yards to break Jerry Rice's rookie record uh, for receiving yards. That's pretty cool. Uh, despite all the stuff that's going on. There's a couple of good things, at least, with Javon Kinlaw, Brandon Ayuk. Like, you know, the talent's there where you feel that you have some building blocks for the future. Yeah, I agree. And that Ayuk uh, record is amazing considering he missed three games. So. Oh, by the way, yeah, three games, but he has, he has six, touch, six, seven touchdowns right now. Yeah, yeah, like that. yeah. 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 That's awesome. I think it it ties or breaks uh, Jerry Rice's record, and that, that to me is like pretty pretty eye opening for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So for my picks, I, I think I agree with you. I think it's going to be San Francisco minus three. I like that. I think the Niners have to redeem themselves for that loss last week, and Dallas is probably riding a high with the win on the Bengals. I don't agree with you on the over under though. Did you take the under or the over? I forgot. So 27-21, so I'm at the over. If, if over, the yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I thought. Okay, so yeah, I, no, I disagree on the over because I don't think the offenses on both sides can put up points, and you do mention that the defenses are pretty good, so I do take the under there. Um, the Definitely the defensive line is not as good as Washington, so I think the Niners can open up a little bit more, and they'll do enough to win, but I just don't see... Dallas um, point through if the defense on the Niners side can can play the same. So I'm going with under on my side there. I'll tell you this though, I will lose my if Alden Smith does something spectacular like a defensive touchdown, <laughs> like you know, especially against the Niners, that would be <laughs> that would be uh, very bittersweet. That would be bad. Yeah, and for my picks, I actually see this game going a little bit higher scoring um, than you do, Jerry. Um, I agree with you, Justin. I think it's going to be um, they're going to go over the 45 and a half um, here. And I think the Niners are going to win by 10. I think it's going to be like a 30 to 20 uh, type matchup here. So um, I'm actually kind of looking forward to uh, what Shanahan is going to scheme um, against this Cowboys defense. And I think they're going to come out firing. Um, the first quarter. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. I think for me, it's just, I, I just still put my onus on the defense and maybe I've been burned a few times doing that, but you know, that's just me. I play a little bit more conservatively when it comes to scoring for bad teams. So, um, all right, I guess moving on. So Justin, what are some advice you would give someone if they want to be bloggers like you or have a podcast? Yeah. I think the biggest thing is I think every, well, most people, I guess. Everyone has in their own world, it's your own battle within yourself, your your expectations, you know, whether your first pod, your first blog, it's got to be perfect, right? Everyone thinks like you have to be one for one, but that's not the case. I mean, I'm sure you guys can attest starting it out, getting the right psyche to put yourself out there is the first challenge. Everything else that comes along, it's not going to be perfect every time, but you know what? You're going to get better. So I think whether it's been a podcast or for blogging, uh, the most important thing is to just do it and do it consistently, right? And after you do it, listen to yourself, proofread yourself, have an editor, whatever, but you're going to get better on the next go around and again and again. And so by the nth time, 
yeah, it's a it's innate to you. So I'd like to say that for myself, I do real estate as my full time gig. Obviously, I love just, just the West, but I've gotten a lot of good skills that I've accumulated through the Just the West experience. I mean, my editing, you know, for writing, it's been like way better than what, what I did before. And even just my presence for public speaking and, you know, the stuff I do for real estate, like practice makes perfect. And I think that for all of us, we're very hard on ourselves and it sucks to proofread or re-listen to your voice because no one likes their own voice, but it's good for you. So for anyone that has any sort of hesitation, you just got to do it um, and the, the results will eventually come. Yeah, I totally agree with you um, there, Justin. I think consistency is definitely key um, in the podcast space um, here because when you, I think when when someone starts a podcast, they don't initially get a lot of fault get a lot of followers, and it, it may take uh, you know six to twelve months or even more to even have um, a wider audience um, here. So, um, you know, for me, I've been actually you know wanting to start. Um, a podcast. And this is actually my second podcast that I um, do on a weekly basis um, here. And for many years prior, I've always, um, you know, given it a thought, oh, you know, it'll be nice to have a podcast, but never really, you know, put any action into it. And, uh, you know, sometimes you kind of just need to, you know, schedule that time. Um, like you said, um, do it on a weekly basis, be consistent, um, here and just put on yeah uh, and you'd be surprised to see who everyone. listens to your stuff too i mean i'll come across a couple old friends they're like hey like you did a great job on your last pod i'm like for real you're listening to it they're like oh yeah let's check it out <laughs> you have no yeah. idea you have no idea and it's really cool you'll, you'll be yeah. pleasantly surprised uh and they're like you sound so much better than before or i like your improvement on this <laughs> it, it's cool to get that part uh, of the podcast game that's it's really nice yeah yeah i'm probably one of them right because i i did hear your podcast first before inviting you on so <laughs> yeah i know exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um you know jerry mentioned that uh you know you played uh, a lot of basketball uh before covid and may have posted yeah. maybe some uh yeah, videos no, I, on social I, media all his life or ball was life until covid19 but uh, between me and my dad, my, my dad still plays too, which is amazing. He's like in his sixties, but, uh, we run an open gym. Uh, I'm in Berkeley. We run an open gym in, in, in Oakland with, uh, the city of Oakland parks and rec where it's a gym that they rent out, you know, hourly. And so we, we throw down, we get a bunch of people that we know within our network, you know, people fade like, I don't know, like eight bucks for a couple hours of run. And, uh, I like it. You know, I, I use my GoPro. Mm -hmm. I, I film some of the, the house of highlights for, for Golden, Golden Gate Rec Center, which is pretty fun. And we just make make use of it. It's something that I used to really look forward to, you know, prior to COVID. We'd have it on Wednesday nights, Saturday mornings, where uh, that was my outlet. And so fast forward to 2020, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm an indoor cyclist. I have a Peloton and I own like six indoor plants. So you just, you just got to reinvent the wheel sometimes. <laughs> so the basketball game has been put on for now for day. now i think for that year, huh? you know given some of the news i do see a light at the end of the tunnel but up to this point like i met up with a, a couple of those same players like on the weekends we'll go out outdoors we'll shoot around we'll play horse and you know do the best we can to remain yeah. afloat but as That's of right now I've, I've been itching to play some like real basketball i'll tell you that 
I mean, you got to work on that no-look shot that you always do on your videos. So. I know. I know. That's another thing I do for fun. I do a lot of trick shots, and I, I have fun with it. Uh, so, yeah, that will be my off-season to work on the shot because I can certainly do that outdoors. But, uh, man, no, I, I, I miss seeing, seeing the guys, and I miss competing. That's, uh, that's something that's always been within me, whether it's Niners or basketball. Like, I just love to compete, and I just love that sort of feeling, you know. Yeah, and I, and I think that's just one of the unfortunate um, things about um, this pandemic in general is that it's really impacted, you know, like team gatherings and, and organized uh, sports here. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, with the vaccine that's coming out in a couple months, um, we can finally get back. Yeah, do- yeah. I mean, it goes back to mental well. health and just taking care of yourself and t- being considerate of others. But we'll, we'll, we'll make it. We'll make it and just... It's a very eerie time in, you know, in our lifetime. So we'll, we'll, we'll make it through though. Yeah. So as we, you know, conclude our time here, Justin, um, where can people in our uh, audience, where they, where can they find you? And yeah, so for sure. So once again, just the West podcast and NFC West blog and podcast, you can catch me on iTunes or Spotify, just the West and NFC West blog. Also on Twitter at Just the West, Instagram at Just the West, and of course the blog, which is www.justthewest.com. I love it. Very consistent. Yeah, there. yeah, no real numbers, very numbers, easy you know. to remember, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Jerry and I, we really appreciate you coming on uh, to the show here. And, For sure. Uh, yeah. Let's do it Go again yeah. sometime uh, soon. Okay. Let's get it. Enjoy your. <laughs> Enjoy your guys' week and uh, enjoy your NFL Sunday when it comes. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Justin. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> well thank you, everyone, for listening. That's the